Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Tea and Cognac session. This is your girl O'Brien, aka OB, aka O, coming to you with episode six. Today's topic. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this money, getting this bag. Let's talk about black wealth and a subject that came up. Oh, I believe I tapped into this this shenanigan of discussion around 2016-2017, where I would learn the difference between situational versus generational poverty, uh, why we collectively as a culture just prioritize money in the most ass-backwards way possible. We have a love for looking good. I don't know if it's really for the love of money as opposed to being able to outdo the next person, being able to say you own or you you have. And anymore, I'll speak to the generational thing uh, coming from the millennial group. I know more than a few people that are okay with having a closet full of Jordans and name brand and labels but don't have their own house, don't have their own car, don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, but hold material, tangible things near and dear, but not focused on a foundation for their house, for themselves. It's this um, really warped mentality on what what we should be living like and how we should be uh, pursuing the what is the pursuit of happiness. So we've had a lot of help being misled and misguided for black women. And I know I'm going to catch a lot of whatever for it, but it is what it is. I'm going to just say what my perspective is. The feminist movement definitely had a big effect on our black family dynamic Once we were able to get separated from our men, uh, you know, I I always saw the picture of Gloria Steinman, is it? And Dorothy Hughes, you know, they got their fists up and whatever. And it never really, I never got moved, excited or anything when I saw that. It didn't empower me for whatever reason. Well, it would come out, you know, Gloria was a CIA agent and her mission really was to rescope the black household and if you know anything about the CIA the agenda from day one was to dismantle the black family because we were so much of a threat to the white idea and um you know, classism, somebody has to be on the bottom. So the 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 dynamic of a black family married 2.5 kids in their own house with their car, with a decent job, that was prevalent in more than just Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was across the United States. And there's been deliberate attacks against it. Now, it took us to get to this age, the age of technology, where we can go to Google or to pretty much any Internet site and get information. Not saying all information is accurate, 
But for the most part, you can find all your dirt and shenanigans at, at the click of a finger, right? At the swipe of a finger. So, uh, why are the melanated people struggling the way that we are? Um, situational versus generational poverty. Are you, you know, experiencing whatever struggles because you just recently lost a job or you, you know, didn't bounce back from whatever the last regular income was and it's just been a continued struggle or is this something you learned from your parents or whoever raised you and you pretty much took on their way of living and did not learn better? That's the conversation that we're really going to need to have right here, right now. On top of having a pretty horrible history, the melanated people, some of us moved out of the poverty level. I'll, I'll use my family as the example. My grandmother comes from Sugar Creek, Tennessee, outside of Jackson, Tennessee, small, small town, home of Andrew Jackson. So if you know anything about this hideous MF, you know, they, you know, he's uh, responsible for the whole Indian Removal Act and the Trail of Tears and all of these things. And what Springfield, Missouri and Jackson, Tennessee have in common is the Trail of Tears comes right through our town. So when you know the backstory, you know that they came from sharecropping and their parents came from slavery. You understand that they are the epitome of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps because they came from absolutely dirt poor, went on to make careers in the military or business owners way above their time, way before their time, right? Brenda would be the first black woman bus driver for the city of Springfield, Missouri. So she she did great things in her time coming from very little. She came from a big family, but they were very poor, like I said, sharecropping and whatnot. So you come from generational poverty. And as she become an adult and had children and moved us here to Springfield, where my mother came to Springfield, Missouri, you, uh, you know, you work on building and what I feel we're supposed to do as the individual want better than what we had coming up so we can provide better for our next generation. That is what's supposed to take place. But because there is no unity, not between the black community, not between the family household of the black community, there's no unity anywhere. Well, we talk about other cultures and ethnicities, you know, the Jewish community, they talked about their money uh, going through seven different hands before actually leaving the community. Whereas a person of color has no interest in supporting the next black man or brown man or whatever that whatever that is. So the crab in the bucket mentality, we have this poor mentality where there's not enough and we got to get ours and it doesn't matter if nobody else gets theirs. And in 2021, we are going to completely drown if we try to hang on to that thinking. So much has been done, right? We know who's behind it. 
if you are what they're calling woke or conscious at this point, you're dotting, making the connections and the dots, crossing your T's, dotting your I's. You're understanding the history of all of it, of the American way, of the of the plan, of the good deal, right? Nothing more but a romanced history. Because the quote, I think it it goes, to the victors comes the spoils of war. So only those that win the war really benefit anything. Those that lose the war suffer the destructions for generations to come. And that is where we are at in the USA. Now it's dealing with the destruction of the shit they did to implement this so-called free land they have destroyed many things. So how do we get it back? It is not going to be anybody outside of ourselves. It will be us fixing us. And at this point, non-melanated, if you're truly about the fixing and healing of the problem, you're taking several seats because you're recognizing where you've been had a voice, been had privilege, been had whatever authority and it's time for somebody else to speak up. But what we're running into are the gatekeepers, the crab in the bucket mentality. You know, this shit's been beat into us. Willie Lynch letters and the U.S. government and there's assistance removing the men out of the household. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I again, repeat generational cycles this rabbit hole runs deep so between not knowing who we are as a people not having healthy dynamics not being able to come together as a people i've been able to talk about in this season uh episode one was the identity crisis two was the people versus the usa three was self-care because that's what this is all about uh, episode four, the screen for attention. That was a good one. And the last episode was growing up melanated. So we, we have so many missing pieces of information and don't understand why we are not in a better circumstance. Now we got the angry black woman or the demasculated black man. Or the just the overall poverty level where nobody is making ends meet. We are in, uh, I guess, post-pandemic. I'm not even really sure. Rumors of a new strand. You know, they they like keeping us scared and terrified, right? That's big money. So, meanwhile, they're not really increasing the wages uh, of the working class and still want you to stay at a 9-to-5 job that's paying you less than $15 an hour. I personally have not been able to return to the workforce and be just an employee because mentally that it took so much out of me. So if I am somebody's employee, (laughs) it's on more or less a part time vibe anymore because what I do know for fact is millionaires have more than one income. So the days of being at somebody's warehouse or whatever factory job with the good benefits and, you know, the pension and all of that, that is dwindling down to almost nothing. Very few people still have that type of setup and have those type of perks from their employer. 
uh, we're in a place of you, you, you're, you're an entrepreneur or you're doing, making steps to become that. And, um, until we are collectively uniting and buying back the block and investing in each other's businesses and supporting each other, uh, that's the only way we reverse this thing. You know, my, uh, my family talks about just selling property and whatnot. And I'm the one saying, no, let's hold on to it. You know, we don't know what 10 years from now looks like, but I know Springfield has a treacherous history where they pretty much killed and stole everything. And what was left, the non-melanated just picked it up and still have it. Money and wealth was just left abandoned. And it's still here at these, uh, older banks and whatnot, the original banks. So when we know the history and we understand the brokenness and the and being misled and divided and separated on purpose, because that blew my damn mind that I grew up watching this image all my life of the of Gloria Steinem and Dorothy uh, Pittman Hughes. I seen that most of my life. I remember that as the, I was a small girl first seeing that. But to be misled, you know, they're, they're telling you it's this, but really it's a whole separate fucking agenda. And look at us at 2021, just confused, lost and confused. It's a damn shame as a mother, as a woman, as a professional, uh, I want to be comfortable I never thought of myself as a millionaire or a woman of wealth, but I've always had the attitude of, I would like to be comfortable, you know, uh, savings, uh, bills are paid. We have scheduled vacations a few times out the year. Can we go to the opposite end of the country or something a couple of times out the year and get away once or, you know, once a month on a, on a date with your with my loved one I'm, I'm not asking for a whole bunch the wild life but then again maybe if I think on it and manifest it that is what's gonna come to me all I know is the focus to becoming financially stable and work working for myself right because I've been at this a few years of trying to identify the gifts, the skills, how do I own this and how do I become my own entity? But I am up against the crab in a bucket. Like it's it's so sad that most of the people I've encountered here, we started off good, but once we really get into what the agenda is, see, I'm not going to follow along, follow along and play nice with somebody that ain't shit. And when you have no boundaries, no standards, you'll just follow along and go along with anything just so you can be part of the hype or what the happening right now. I just, I I can't. All I know is I like to talk about this right here. And also know I need to follow the money. And since Greene County just announced that they're going to have $56.9 million dollars from the American Rescue Plan Act, I'm getting ready to show my ass. You hear me? Because Springfield has a notorious history of not allocating money the way it should. They get a lot of money, they get this grant money, and then plans and projects just come to a halt 
or they just spend it on some bullshit. It's it's like, wow. <laughs> and nobody says anything because we are a charter town. I want wealth for the melanated people of Springfield, Missouri. I want new leadership for the people of Springfield, Missouri. I don't have to be your boss, but you can pay me to consult and tell me what you need to fix. And I spoke that into existence years ago, like Springfield is going to pay me to be the voice because they keep going to the to the trained whatever voice. And that's not going to pull us out of where we're at. We we need new and it's going to be us that saves us. So once black men and black women can break down this barrier of miscommunication you know, and, 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 and for the record, men, you know, most women are expensive. So it's going to be your job to decide what kind of expensive can you be bothered with? A little expensive, not expensive at all, or a high dollar for looting? Now, I, I got a tendency to be <laughs> out of pocket. I ain't going to lie, but I'm recognizing it. So... You know, you deal with what's in your lane. Quit trying to be with somebody that's above you or below you. Find your lane. Equally yoked is the goal. So we'll talk more about the black love part, I'm sure, in the next episode. But I feel like if your money ain't right, you can't really be 100% about your heart. Because we have a tendency to get distracted with just simple shit. So black men, black women, we got to figure out. You know, we don't need a man. Uh, They lied. Gloria lied to you. Yes, ma'am. We need our men. And uh, we need our women. So if we're too busy hating each other and destroying each other, what are we going to have left for the next generation? Well, we can see it on BET Awards and shit, what's in the next generation. I'm disappointed. (laughs) I'm so disappointed. But anyway, going to wrap it up. Um, priorities and the fundamentals of this shit. Like, uh, what are you really on? Versace, Jordan, none of them motherfuckers care about you. So it's going to be about property, owning shit, and being your own entity. How are you going about it? That's where I'm at. And if you're not having that conversation, I'm really not interested I'm so over celebrities and TV shows and I want to hear about the plans. I want to hear about how we're getting this money and how we're becoming united. That's it. That's what I'm interested in. Dr. Boyce Watkins. I listen to him. Uh, I even like DeVell Ellis. He's coming with some interesting points and whatnot. Not all of it. You know, he a bit much, but... (laughs) And then we gave Ice Cube all kind of hell when, you know, he made a list. He said, okay, let's organize. Let's find out who needs what and put it on paper and present this shit. But y'all attacked him. So who who got the plan? Nobody? Well, shit. Let me work on mine. So, all right. That is it for today's topic. Hit me up on Facebook, OSD. The independent contractor, the Jill of most trade, excuse me, and, uh, you know, the Melanin Initiative. We're still talking about black history, what we know, what we don't know, what we thought we knew, correcting, unlearning to relearn. 
a lot going on. And I just, uh, like most of you, want to be heard, want to be seen, but just want to do it in the right way. So hit me up. Look forward to the next one. Until then, take care.